0: In 1969, Pete Townshend of The Who produced the only album by a little known band called Thunderclap Newman with a song that became the group's sole hit, Something in the Air. The song reached number one on the British charts and 37 in America. While it may not have topped the charts in the States, The lyrics, which declared that the revolution had arrived and spoke of calling out the fomenters and handing out guns and ammo, perfectly captured the hunger for change that had become like a religion for American youth and the growing romanticization of violence as a means to that change. The song became a fixture in popular culture and was subsequently included in the soundtracks of numerous films that wanted to capture the spirit of the era, from Easy Rider to The Strawberry Statement and The Magic Christian. The rhythms on the ghetto streets of the Fillmore and Hunter's Point in San Francisco and of West Oakland across the bay during the fall, winter, and spring of 1973 to 1974 were more akin to the funky pulse of Sly Stone, Tower of Power, and the Pointer Sisters than the feathery strains of Thunderclap Newman and Something in the Air. Yet the sentiment was the same, driven by the passing of the promise felt during the 1960s and the desire— as Malcolm X put it, to change the system by any means necessary. This was a time when the entire world seemed caught up in a confusing maelstrom of political chaos, bloodshed, and violence. Native Americans clashed with the FBI at wounded knee. Chile fell to Pinochet's fascist junta, The Yom Kippur War raged in the Middle East. Arab terrorists fired on the Athens airport, hijacked planes, took over a train in Austria, and killed schoolchildren in the Israeli town of Malat. The IRA, Basque separatists, and the Red Army faction took on the institutions of Europe, while the Weather Underground, SLA, and Black Liberation Army did the same in the States. It was a time when even the President, to paraphrase Bob Dylan, had to stand naked as the scandal of Watergate swirled around him and his administration crumbled at his feet. Yet for all the mayhem plaguing the globe, nowhere seemed to be more at the center of the storm than the seven miles square that formed the city of San Francisco. For six months, from October 1973 to April 1974, a string of killings that came to be known by the code name Zebra afflicted San Francisco like a curse. Though little remembered or talked about today, the zebra murders were among the most violent and prolonged cases of domestic terrorism in the history of the United States. This was not a single catastrophic event. Rather, it was an ongoing wave of random terrorist attacks that ultimately numbered nearly two dozen in total and left fifteen dead, eight injured, a population shaken, and a major U.S. city on the brink. It was a time, sad to say, that in many ways presaged our own.